I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. KYW News Radio Original Podcasts. An anti-hunger organization throws a free Juneteenth celebration this weekend in honor of their one-year anniversary. Fourth of July is great, but it's not the day that black people celebrate. That's the day that black people were emancipated from slavery. So that is our Fourth of July. And to celebrate our everybody eats one-year anniversary on Juneteenth is great, is monumental, is exciting. You know, there's not enough adjectives I could put in there. Of course, Southern Comfort Food is on the menu. Stay tuned to learn why black Southern Comfort Food is American comfort food that has its roots in Slavery. This is a podcast about food in and around Philadelphia. That's a quick, delicious, flavorful bite. It was really hard for me to get into it. Stories from behind the kitchen. This is a wood-burning oven from Italy. It is intense. And hear about quirky stuff, too. Eat a pint of ice cream as quickly as you can, and then resume the 5K. This is What's Cooking on KYW. I'm Hadas Kuznets with Chef Stephanie Willis and Chef Aziza Young, who are co-founders of Everybody Eats Philly. And this brand new organization is now celebrating its one-year anniversary, which they will be having a big celebration on Juneteenth, June 19th. So, Stephanie, why don't we start off with you? Tell me, what is this organization and how has it evolved over the past year? Sure. Everybody Eats is a nonprofit organization that focuses on fighting food insecurity in Philadelphia. We started during a time of social unrest in the city and realized quickly that there was a need for food, (laughs) for food in and around different urban communities in the city. So here we are a year later, still continuing to do what we do. We've actually been blessed to travel to San Antonio to also help out during a time of need there. But Philly is home and this is where we are. Here we are a year later, still continuing to do what we do. Um, And Juneteenth is going to be an amazing celebration. How has the year been? Uh, You've had a lot going on. The year has been crazy. I mean, 2020 was crazy for everybody. We started in the summer. Our summer activations went and went and went. And then winter came. We still tried to keep up. And here we are summer again. And we're still thriving. Um, We just signed a lease on our space. Can't really say what exactly is going to be there yet. You just have to wait and find out. But it's going to be very, very soon that we'll be letting folks know where we'll be. So that was like the goal to have like a food distribution center where you can get shipments and like does it have refrigeration also and all that stuff? So it doesn't have refrigeration yet. We're still, we had a very important call with some people from the city to try to help get us funding because we're all very new to all of this. None of us have ever run a nonprofit organization. And, you know, 2020 was hard for all of us. Nothing was open. We're all chefs. We're not in restaurants. Luckily, a few of us have clients that we're able to work with, but all of us are kind of out of the game. So we need the funds to make this happen. So hopefully within the next 
couple weeks, we'll have some good news. But we do need refrigeration. There's actually another nonprofit organization in the same building as us that's looking to cohabitate a space for refrigeration. So hopefully we, we can make some things work. But for now, it'll be our headquarters. And that's pretty much all we could say for now. So if anybody wants to donate, because you probably need donations, they can reach out to you on social? Yes. So if anybody would like to donate to Everybody Eats, you can reach out to us. Um, well, you can donate directly through our website at everybodyeatsphilly.org. There's a wonderful donate button where you can pick to any denomination that you'd like to pick. Um, and it'll tell you if you donate X amount of dollars, this feeds X amount of people. But the bigger grand scheme of things is for us to have a, a place where we can break down, process, even prepare, teach classes. That's our goal. And then also we're working on a sustainer campaign just to have continuous donations coming in. Like some people don't want to see, they don't understand where a lump sum of money is going. So breaking it down into increments of 5 or $10 a month will be spread out throughout. So that's a really good thing to look forward to. And if you would like to donate via PayPal or Venmo, Cash App, you can just DM us on Instagram, Everybody Eats Philly, and we'll be able to go from there. So Philly is known as the biggest poor city in the country. So we know that there's a need out there, but Aziza, did you learn anything that you didn't already know through this year? I did. I didn't know how many people actually needed food, and a lot of our people that need food are senior citizens. You know, uh, we have a lot of senior citizens that live below the poverty level. We have a lot of seniors that don't have the things that they need. And not just seniors. I mean, we still have our working class people. We still have our young people, you know, the children that only eat meals when they're in school and they don't have food when they go home or grandparents that are taking care of their grandchildren. There are a lot of people that appreciate our assistance and that need assistance. So during this pandemic in 2020, a lot of light was shined on me that I did not know about. So I started working with a lot of organizations, a lot of caseworkers and working with people in different parts of the city to help feed them. You ever think, you know, with these people that come out to your Everybody Eats events, like what would happen if we weren't here? I I don't I try not to think about what will happen if if we're not here. I'm just happy that we are here and I'm glad that we can help because when we do talk to p- people in the neighborhood and they thank us, I wonder like, well, what help have they had lately? And, you know, there is help around the city. There are places that they can go to around the city, but there's not a, everybody eats like us, you know, where we go to them, where we source out the neighborhoods and go to the people. So I'm happy that we're doing that. I'm happy that we can help them out. And what kind of feedback have you gotten from the people? Oh, a lot of them are, are just very grateful. You know, it's just like, thank you. At least someone's doing something. Someone's doing something. So when we hear that, when I hear that, I'm just like, well, we should all be doing something. At least a little bit of something. I remember one time wanting to help out at a nonprofit. And now instead of helping out, we are the nonprofit. So it's great to hear that. It's great to see that we are helping people. It's great to feel the love and just feel that it's appreciated. So Chef Stephanie, break it down for me. Like, where do you get the funding? Because this is a nonprofit. And, also, and you're going into neighborhoods where you're donating food that you cook. So I'm assuming your time is donated. And then, like, wh- how do you make it happen? Ugh. So quite honestly, there is no funding. A lot of the stuff that we do, we rely heavily on donations and it doesn't necessarily have to be monetary. We've made some really great connections with other local nonprofits that have been in the game for a while and don't really, like Aziza said, don't go into these neighborhoods. So we'll reach out to them. We'll get kind of whatever they have and redistribute it. So Caring for Friends is one of the organizations that we work with. Drexel University is a university that we work with. Sharing Excess also. But a lot of times it's just us making things happen and we have expenses 
all the time. We have we have to run a U-Haul. We have a recurring storage. We have, you know, day of stuff. And we're not just handing out packages of food. More than likely, almost at every activation, we're preparing things too. So it's our time. It's our money. It's our dedication. It's our blood, sweat, and tears that make this happen. And we've been very fortunate to have a few corporations reach out to us. A few smaller businesses reach out to us as well that have made substantial donations that have kind of kept us afloat. But prayerfully, we'll be able to sustain. We, we're going to sustain. We're a year out now and I don't see it. I don't see a stopping. Yeah. And what have you learned a year out into this nonprofit? I learned that food insecurity is really a thing. It's, it's, it's terrible in the city of Philadelphia. You know, not everybody is privy to be downtown or to have the means to feed their families. Going into inner city neighborhoods and seeing moms just literally crying sometimes because we're coming from, you know, a, a place of relatability and sensibility. We look like you. We walk like you. We talk like you. We're from where you're from. We're not just here to give you a box and tell you to go. You know, we're building a sense of camaraderie. We, we care. So for me, it's it's learning that there's still a need and these, there's still neighborhoods that are forgotten about that oftentimes the city or they just get looked over. They just get looked over and it shouldn't be that way. It's crazy. And I, I think it's important to this, this idea that you're saying that we look like you. Yes. So what, have you gone to other nonprofits and seen that people don't look like you and they're going into, do you want to talk about that? Because, you know, in a, in a year, first of all, it's important anyway, but particularly in a year where social justice has been brought to people's attention. Absolutely. And that's what separates us. First of all, we're a minority chef-led organization, first and foremost. I'm a woman. She's a woman. We're both black women. And then the rest of the founders, co-founders are also black African-American men that come from West Philly, come from North Philly, come from South Philly. Like we, we're, we're from here. We still live here. This is what we're doing to help our community. And there's other organizations and great. Everybody, the, the more help there is, that's awesome. But they're not going into the communities like we're, we're going into. And a lot of people, and it's terrible, but there's a stigma within the black community of accepting resources. And it dates back to, you know, food stamps when they were a paper stamp, like breaking up the black household, not being able to accept food stamps or help from the government because your family is, is not together. You know what I'm saying? So for us, it's, it's very personal. It's very, especially Juneteenth, very, very, very personal. We're not celebrating July 4th. We were not emancipated on July 4th. We were freed on Juneteenth, which is, you know, a rolling date per se, but we have a date. This is our July 4th. This is our celebration. So tell me about the celebration. What do you have planned? And what is, first of all, what does it mean to you, Aziza, to, to do your one year anniversary on Juneteenth? Well, for me, Juneteenth for me is, like she said, a celebration. That's, that's the day that we were emancipated. That's the day that we celebrate our freedom. You know, not Fourth of July. Fourth of July is great. But it's not the day that black people celebrate. So, so, so for, for people us, that don't know, because there are people, it's the day that black people were emancipated from slavery. Yes, yes, that's the black. That's the day that that black people were emancipated from slavery. So that is that is our Fourth of July, and to celebrate our one year anniversary, everybody eats one year anniversary on Juneteenth is great, is is monumental, is is exciting. You know, there's not enough adjectives I could put in there <laughs> to explain how excited we are about this. So the day of, of course, we're going to have fun. You know, we've always had fun at our at our at our events, but this year with Juneteenth, we're going to have a nice. Well, should I should I say stuff? Yeah, yeah people right, want to know. People right. want to know. <laughs> All right. Well, we are doing a soul food menu. 
you. Steph has her aunts coming down, cooking in the kitchen. <laughs> yes. yes, we're doing a nice soul food menu. We're going to have live music. We're just we're going to have a lot of fun things for a lot of people to do. And then we're still we're going to be cooking out. And then we're still going to be giving food for people so that they can take home with them so that they can have it. You know, so just look for a huge celebration. That's all I can yes. say. Y'all going to have to come out. And, and partake in order to see what we're talking about. But so I'm excited. It, it's at Malcolm X Park, right? Malcolm yeah. X Park, Saturday, June 19th. We have a noon start time and we're going to go until we're done. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but yeah, this is definitely not like our regular give back. This is a celebration for us, for our community and to let other cultures know, like, you know, this is just as important as July 4th and we're here. We ain't going nowhere. <laughs> So is it a big, like, are you just throwing a party in the park? Is it paid? Is it free? It is absolutely 100% free and it is 100% a party. It's going to be a celebration for any and all that would love to come. How many people do you expect to attend this party in Malcolm X Park? I mean, it's a big park. There's a lot of space. It's a huge park. I would say anywhere between four and four and 500 people. We're preparing for about four and 500 people. So yeah, definitely come out, come celebrate with us, celebrate our one year anniversary, our one year birthday, mm-hmm. celebrate Juneteenth, come get some amazing food. Like Aziza said, I have my great aunties coming in to show us how to make some collard greens the right way. Uh, we're, and we're, <laughs> you know, we, we've been doing this for a while, but not like them. So it's, it'll be a good, it'll be a good time. So how did the conversation go with your great aunt? Well, basically they, they all want to help all the time. And they're like, Oh, you know, this is so amazing what you're doing. They're, they're all in their seventies and their eighties. And just recently we took a trip to where we're from in Virginia and they showed me where they grew up. And I recently found out that my great grandmother had a farm where she fed the community so she made sure everybody eats way back when which is it really kind of touched my heart and just knowing that what i'm doing is not new you um, didn't know that before I had no idea no idea so, i just got chill <laughs> yeah for me it's definitely coming full circle and um you know bringing my family into my other family which is something that I, I i'm i'm very fond of doing because you know i'm with i'm with them a lot more than I'm with my own family but bringing them and 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 getting that knowledge from you know passed down from my ancestors literally from you know my great grandmother my great great grandmother all the way to my aunts and trickling down and sharing it with my friends and and community and family is a very important so so the can, conversation was just like hey stephanie when can we help out and da-da-da. i ain't going in no sun it's too hot out there for me but if we in the kitchen i can i can help you there so i said you know what I do have something for you. On Thursday and Friday, we're prepping out of the Enterprise Center in West Philly. And I invited my aunts and they're going to be there. My parents are flying in from Florida. I have friends coming from New York, from L.A., from my... It's going to be crazy. It's going to be crazy. But essentially, she asked what was on the menu. And I told her, she was like, oh, y'all don't know how to make no greens. Like, I make greens. Y'all don't know. I said, you know what? You're right. <laughs> I'm not going to argue with you. You show us how to make the greens. So that's that's what's happening. That's how the conversation went. And she's so excited to come and help us make sure that everybody eats. So the prep happens ahead of time, but you know, is there going to be like a great auntie cooking demonstration? Oh, absolutely. And listen, (laughs) it's going to be funny because a few of our chefs are very stuck in their ways and you can't tell them anything. But once, you know, the elders step into the kitchen, you better get out the way. That's it. (laughs) Just get out the way. (laughs) If you're not helping, you're hurting. Get out the way. (laughs) Yeah, They know how it's done for real. Yes, absolutely. That's amazing, though, the, the history, because there's so much history in food. Yes, yes, so much history in food. And I'm, I'm just thankful that I had the opportunity to take that trip with my family to learn where I came from and to learn the lineage and, you know, and to know that my great-grandmother was doing the same exact thing that we're doing now, making sure that other people in, in their immediate community ate. 
<laughs> it's really, it's really amazing. It's really, really amazing. So is there a connection between the food that you're serving and Juneteenth? Yeah. Like a historical connection that you can share with me? Yes. So like I said, like Aziza said, it's a traditional Southern cuisine. And and this can get really deep, but we're not going to go all the way there. But things like collard greens, things like, you know, macaroni and cheese, um, fried fish, barbecued chicken. These are from these are from the deep south. And like I said, the conversation can get very, very deep. But those are where our roots are. Those are comfort foods for us. Those are things that we enjoy, so we're going to share it with the community. It's really a testament to how black culture is American culture. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes, indeed. Well, I'll go a little bit deep. So <laughs> as far as like the food that our ancestors had to eat, of course, they was, it was always the leftovers. You know, it was always what we, the black people weren't allowed, the delicacies that the, your white, white people had, you know. The so, owner. yeah, the slave owners had. So. So we had to make do with what we have. And it, it's not it's not just, you know, what Steph has said, the mac and cheese, the collard greens, the fried fish, the fried chicken. All those are great, though. They're wonderful. And they're, it's all comfort food. But you also have, of course, your chitterlings, you know, your pig's feet. Those were the scraps that we had or that our ancestors the had. to the tutor. Exactly. So we just want to bring that comfort back. Juneteenth, like we said, is a celebration. It's a celebration of our freedom. It's a celebration of life. It's a celebration of black culture. So we want to bring that. And we want to bring our comfort and mac and cheese is definitely a comfort <laughs> you can't have mac and cheese without having collard greens and you can't have those collard without having, without having candy yams yes i yes. need them all to touch too exactly <laughs> like we're not separating you get in one plate yeah. one plate so and then like you said the fried fish and the fried fish sandwich on white bread yeah. so all these things they resonate they bring sometimes they bring a nostalgia yes it brings a nostalgia of growing up Having Sunday dinner, at least for me, at your grandparents' house with your aunts and your uncles around, with your great aunts and your uncles around and having that celebration. And that's what Juneteenth is about. And that's what us give. And that's what this menu is about. And that's what we are about, you know. So we're excited. We just can't wait to see everybody and to talk to everybody and to have fun with everyone. Fellowship. <laughs> we can't yes, wait to fellowship. Exactly. <laughs> so is there a website that you want to send people to? So you could go to everybodyeatsphilly.org and everything will be on our website, including if you want to volunteer to cook. We have a lot of um, people that also love volunteering. So you could go to everybodyeats.org to sign up to volunteer or to donate or just to see what we're doing and what we have done in uh, in the future and in the past. Chef Willis, anything else you want to add? I hope I see everybody mm-hmm. on Saturday, June 19th at Malcolm X Park for our one-year anniversary and an incredible Juneteenth celebration. Uh, we were blessed enough to have a few sponsors for this event that are coming through with some... Listen, we got merch. This is crazy. Everybody <laughs> Eats has merch from New Era. New Era and Snipes created a fitted hat inspired by the National Black Negro League, the Baseball Association, and Juneteenth. So it'll be our logo in Juneteenth-inspired colors. They're putting together a really cool t-shirt and supplies will not last. So if you come in, come and get your shirt, come and bust a grub and, um, you know, say what's up to us. And shout out to U.S. Foods that has been amazing through this whole experience. They're helping us out a lot as well with food and um, just anything we need. Also, Liquid Death 
who is a brand new water company that comes in a, a can. You can get it at Whole Foods, ShopRite, anywhere that sells water. They are also donating water to our guests that are coming to have dinner with us. So we hope to see you guys. I hope to see everybody. If you would like to donate to help us in our efforts, everybodyeatsphilly.org. There's a donate button. Keep in touch with us via Instagram, Facebook, any kind of social media. We're there. That merch sounds like a great fundraiser. So if people can't come, but they want to buy some merch, is there like a way to do that? Still trying to figure that part out. So stay tuned on your social media, right? Yes, absolutely. Stay tuned. But hopefully you'll be able to get some one of a kind Juneteenth Everybody Eats merch. And if not, there's always next year. <laughs> year two. So what do you, do you say happy Juneteenth? Happy Juneteenth. Absolutely. Yeah, you can say happy Juneteenth. Is there like another saying? Just Juneteenth. Juneteenth. Juneteenth celebration. There we go. That's it. Juneteenth celebration. Well, congratulations on being one. Thank Thank you. you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you so much. Chef Stephanie Willis and Chef Aziza Young are the co-founders of Everybody Eats Philly, and you can find them online and on social media. Thank you so much. Have a great party. Thank you. Thank you so much for having us. That's it for this episode of What's Cooking on KYW. You can follow the show and get other delicious tidbits on Instagram at foodinthe215. And follow me on Twitter and Facebook for more news and insights at Hadas Kuznets. If you have a food tip or feedback about the show, reach out. And please take a moment to help us by rating and reviewing the show on iTunes. It helps us to keep making the podcast and get it to new listeners. I'm Hadas Kuznets, and that's What's Cooking. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.